You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. If you would like more information or would like to connect with the show, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Here's the Deal podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. My name is Dominic Kendall, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Luke Chris. What's up, guys? Luke, how are things going in Texas today? Do you guys get snow there? Um, I don't know. This is my first year here, so <laughs> haven't got I any know this if maybe year. Maybe it was different. Um, well, you know, one of the most important questions, especially in a time of year like this, um, especially as when we're recording this episode, the the uh, the holidays are coming, and uh, I know that these things are very important, especially as we're going to get around family and we're going to be around other people. And so, I got a really quick question: What is your favorite Netflix show? Um, mm. that, that like all time your favorite Netflix show my favorite Netflix show of all or Hulu time. or whatever but you know Disney Plus even that's not oh, been man. around for a long time I really would like to get Disney Plus uh, I have it it's great it's the greatest investment we've ever made in our family not really for it strengthened the, our marriage and our walk with the Lord <laughs> not really for the Disney movies more just the the Disney Channel movies like Motocross and all those old ones Johnny Tsunami <laughs> those are just so good they are really um, good. They're probably Netflix. not as cool retrospectively, like like now. Oh yeah, they're but, probably terrible if I'd watch them. Yeah, then, but back but, then, Smart House when oh, it cleaned gosh. up the milkshake when it fell down, phenomenal. Yes, and then it went um, crazy. Yes, yes, and it and it made it personified itself as an <laughs> actual person. Anyways, so um, uh, my favorite Netflix show, I'll give you two. My favorite Netflix show currently is the show called. It's either called Explainer or explained and it's these 15 to 25 minute videos and each one of them is on just a random topic and it's just they just explain things so through these videos I know more about um, cryptocurrency than I ever have I know more about the future of meat Um, (laughs) apparently there's a water crisis across the entire world that I did not know about until I watched these videos yeah. Um, it's just really, really honestly cool stuff. But my favorite long-standing Netflix show would hands down be The West Wing. And my favorite yes! character from that is, without a doubt, Sam Seaborn. Sam Seaborn. He really? is the quickest, wittiest, funniest guy in the whole world. Are you talking about Chris Trader? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love... We are. We are both... West Wing fanatics. I love West Wing. Um, uh, I've watched West Wing now three full times, and I'm scared to start it again because I will watch it all the way through. Um, it it has some of the most chilling and exciting moments ever in TV history. It has a cast that you can follow through all the way to the end that you will love, and that is also, I guess I'll throw two in there because you did that, and that was against the rules, but we'll bend the rules because it's our show. Um, I would say that my favorite one is is the West Wing, and, and President Josiah Bartlett is my favorite character of all time of all characters mm. uh, as as the president there. He he is awesome in that show. He just does a great job, and uh, 
And uh, I love it. I love the, the little quotes. I love the quick things. I love the leadership that he shows. I like anything with the presidents in it. Anything with presidents, Secret Service, and cars that can't be shot at or whatever. I love that. I love I love all that. But also, my, my probably my second one is probably Parks and Rec. Uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec, which are two totally different shows. Um, Parks and Rec is, is huge. And, and uh, I just realized recently that there is some West Wing uh, connections there. Some characters do come over from the West Wing to Parks and Rec, which is which is awesome. Like your favorite character, Sam Seaborn, um, and Josh from West Wing. So I'm, uh, but I love I love Parks and Rec. I'm more of a Parks and Rec person than I am an Office person. I know yeah. that's not a popular opinion, but I think I'm I coming around to that too for sure. I think it's just better in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get more intimately involved with characters and yeah. and. You can follow their line of logic and just the funniness. I, I think it's a. I think it's a. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Um, and so, oftentimes, I, I love being able to send you quotes and that you know what that is because people send me office quotes. I don't understand it, but yeah. Parks and Rec, classic. Um, at, at my funeral, will be played by Bye Little Sebastian, or better known, Five Thousand Candles. Oh man! Um, and so, that's all good. Well, um, today's today's topic, and I think this is really good. Uh, for for us right now, and it's I think it's a hot button topic, and this is the idea of uh, Christianity is kind of on the forefront of the media. It, it's really being talked about a lot uh, with with n- not only the bad, where you have uh, leaders and, and 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 famous Christians who are and celebrity Christians who have either uh, morally fallen or have um, who have really deserted the faith and, and turned to apostasy and just, I'm, we're not, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't believe in this anymore. Um, and, and not only that, have kind of tried to start turning others against the Lord. I, um, uh, you have that, but also you have the rise of people like Kanye uh, that are that I saw yesterday was speaking at old Joel Steen's church mm-hmm. in front of all those people and uh, had in his, in his, him and his choir performed that night and, and just... Um, hearing about that, and so, I, I my question would be this: is is with Christianity being so much in the news, with Kanye's rise, and, and and the and really the the struggles, the good and the bad of Christianity, both being in the news, both being with high profile uh, people and groups. Um, what advice can we give to the average person, just the person who's uh, gets you know? 90% of the news gotten today is all on social media um, or, or, or whatever. They're, they're seeing all this. What advice can we give? Um, can, can, can we give when we look at this and we go, how do I deal with this? Do I, do I dive in fully with Kanye? Like I'm, but I'm also nervous. Do I, do I keep him at arm's length? And uh, like how, how, do I, how do I deal with this? Christians or celebrities being saved? Or... What do I do when a celebrity falls? Um, and so I think that's a I think that's a good question because it's kind of all around us. And either if you're for somebody, you're you're um, that's awesome and that's great. But if you're against somebody who's making a, a true a, a, a faith claim, maybe you're going to be looked down upon. Or if you agree with them, you're too easily convinced. You have no idea what they're going to be doing. And so, uh, what are some what's some advice that we can give somebody who's watching Christianity hit the news? Um, in in good ways and in bad ways, what advice can we give them on how to compartmentalize this and 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 how to deal with this? Uh, yeah, just seeing these things happen over and over um, in recent years with different people. One of the things that I came quickly to realize was that in a lot of ways I was a cynical person with a lot of these things. Um, yeah, 
which I didn't want to be, and I never wanted to be that. Um, so for me lately, especially with the Kanye thing, I've just been trying to really look at things through what I would like to call just a redemptive lens, where I see the world as, um, and I see the people in it as it could be if God intervened. And I think that the Lord has really intervened in Kanye's life. Basically, when, when celebrities make a profession of faith, which we've seen a lot over the years. I mean, at one time, um, Miley Cyrus was the face of celebrity Christian Christianity. I mean, there's just all these people that have come up in recent, yeah. in the past few years, it was Chance the Rapper. He had a high profile. Everyone thought, man, this guy's fully in, and he may be. But for now, it's Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um but basically, when these things happen, there's two, I would say, for the majority, this is painting with a super broad stroke, but there's basically two groups of people. There's people who get incredibly excited, right? Like, man, this celebrity got saved. Like, that's awesome. And they rejoice, and they probably take it too far. Not too far in the sense of rejoicing in a salvation, but it's like, hey, if my neighbor or my best friend got saved, I might not, I might not celebrate as much as this celebrity, which I yeah. think that's dangerous to put all this weight and pressure and excitement and lift a celebrity so high. It's like, hey, if they got saved, that's incredible. Yeah. But you don't need to put this weight and pressure and put them on a pedestal like this. Like they're just a new believer. Let yeah. them be a new believer. And then there's yeah. the other side of people who've just seen it far too many times and seen it fail. And they're incredibly cynical and thinking, man, it's just fake. It's just for PR. It's just a stunt or this or that. And I think either side of this coin is, I think it reveals a lot more about us than it does about the person who is claiming faith. I think when we go into this, we need to be excited. We need to see it through a redemptive lens. And we need to trust that the Lord may actually have his hand on whoever is claiming. And just celebrate them and let them be a baby believer. Right? Nobody expects a baby to be able to run a marathon. But we would still fully say that that baby is alive. Right? Mm-hmm. We would celebrate each step. And I think that's what we're seeing with Kanye is some real fruit and some real first steps. So I think that's there's room to celebrate that. Yeah, um, I think that's good. I've been I've been encouraged by that um, by by seeing Kanye and just the things that he said. Just his, his the just the pure raw doesn't know everything. And I yeah. think that's been really good. Um, I love one of his interviews with Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel is not a huge fan of of um, Orthodox Christianity in any way, shape, or form, or the evangelical. Uh, uh, movement or anything like that. And so one of the things is, is that he said, oh, so do you kind of feel that born again feeling? And he says, so what are you, a Christian rapper now? And and kind of pointing him to be like a Lecrae type character. And Kanye, kind of with a confused look on his face, is, looks at him and says, well, I, I'm just a Christian everything now. Yeah, that's so good. And like, I, I was like, amen. Yeah, Kanye, come on, bro. Like I was excited for Kanye on that because I thought that was so so true and just raw and and so not just Kanye but I, but we see this from the rise and fall of other people. I think that we do have a have a we put way too much pressure on those who are on uh, the big stage who are in the limelight that that we have these unreasonable expectations on uh, celebrity believers that we would never ever be okay with somebody having on ourselves. Yeah, for sure and. 
and and I think that's one of the hard things is that we're expecting Kanye to lead a great revolution, and Kanye may one day be that person, but right now he d- he doesn't know his Bible. Like he yeah. needs to grow, and and I love that he has a faithful pastor who, from everything I've heard, is not a mega church pastor who maybe has a church of three hundred, maybe who's just been faithful, knows theology, knows a lot of. Uh, knows a lot of truth and is and is teaching that unashamedly to Kanye and to everybody con- Kanye comes in contact with. But I also see that um, even in recent news, we, we've had believers who have fallen. And so in the same sense, when people fall, we can also be on a slippery slope of uh, publicly condemning them um, in a way that there is no, there is a lack of grace. And so um, now I, I it's also very difficult there where you can go, oh, well, that's okay. You know, listen, we all fall. That's fine. You just yeah. keep you just keep being you, um, and and that's okay. Or there's the other thing of well, they can never come back from this. They are they are done forever. They are uh, that is unforgivable. And um, I, I think in both these situations, both in uh, both in seeing. Uh, celebrities come to know Christ, which we've just seen. I, you know, I saw Lamar Odom. I don't know the deep depths of that, but, you know, he had gone through a struggle. And you see Lamar Odom. You see people like Justin Bieber trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you see these people who are being redeemed. And so instead of, um, uh, you know, a lot of people look at that and go, man, I'm going to put my hope in that. I know it's weird, but we look at that and go, well, there is, you know, there is a God if, if those people can be saved. And listen, this is the greatest thing. Praise God they have the platform. They can lead the whole world uh, to Jesus. And I think they can help with that, but they, uh, there's a lot of pressure put on that. So I, so I look at that and go, there needs to be a happy medium. And I, the way that I've explained it to students and other church people have asked me is this, is that I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic, you know, like I'm like, and I'm also you know, cautiously optimistic. I'm, you know, I'm hoping and I'm praying for Kanye, and I think we should. I think we should pray for Kanye and Justin Bieber and yeah. and um, anybody who claims Christ. I think we should pray for. Um, but, but in the same sense, I'm, you know, I'm also understanding that the Christian life is difficult. Temptation is strong, and our flesh is incredibly weak. And uh, to go through the refining process of walking with Jesus, uh, in a public in the public eye. Mm. Is, is going to be difficult. Yeah, couldn't and, even imagine. Uh, and people are going to see anything that you do, and they're going to destroy you for it. But in the same sense, those who are struggling and those who have fallen or those who have strayed away from the Lord, in the same sense, we, 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 we open, open arms, open palms, say there is grace to be found in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Um, praying for people to be restored, not just to, you know, that their career would be restored, or but that they would be spiritually restored and that God would heal and God would forgive and God would purge out of their life anything that doesn't honor him and that um, that God would restore them to be a trophy of grace to anybody who sees and I think that's really hard and so one of my things would be this is Luke as we we look at this we hope to hit a middle ground that honors the Lord and everything that we do that doesn't um, that that hopefully celebrates with people coming to know Christ people who have been redeemed in Christ and even hopeful for those who have fallen away from the Lord. Uh, what are some closing responses that you have or maybe some closing encouragements that would be helpful uh, for us as we kind of close our time down here? Um, yeah, what I mentioned earlier, just to keep a redemptive lens on things. I think one of the main reasons that people are cynical is not because 
In some cases, it's because um, they're just hard-hearted. But in most cases, I think it's because at one point, they were that wide-eyed, excited believer, right? And things in this broken Genesis 3 world has just crushed them and yeah. put a fog over their lens. So they see everything a lot darker um, than it should be, than it should be seen. And they've lost, lost that um, optimism about them. So I'd say just keep a redemptive lens. And I also think one of the most crushing things that you can do for new believers or really any believer is to put the weight and the expectations on them that you have on yourself. So an example of that would be if if somebody's been, if you've been following the Lord for 25 years, faithfully walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. and then Kanye's a brand new believer and you're expecting him to wake up every morning, have an hour long quiet time, and do all these all these things that you do in your own life, right? That's going to crush him. He he's a new believer. It took yeah. you twenty five years to get to certain things, to to beat certain sins, to be sanctified, um, to be sanctified to a certain point. He's not going to be sanctified the same amount as you are in his first year of following the Lord, right? So it's crushing to place that weight on other people. One pastor uh, gave me the example. Um, he said this. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. So basically he said, um, if there's a man in your church who is just a serial uh, adulterer, right? And he sleeps with 60 women every single year. He's done this his whole life. Just sleeps with a ton of women every year. And then he gets saved one year. And the next year, he only sleeps with five women, right? You can either be that person who says, are you joking? You slept with five women this year. That's insane and that's godless. Or you can be on the other side of things and say, yeah, but look where he was last year, right? The Lord is clearly making a change in his heart and in his life. And he feels remorse and he feels conviction over those five women, over the sin of this year when he felt nothing in the past, right? Like he is clearly walking forward. He's walking toward the Lord, walking toward sanctification. So I just say that's that's the lens we have to have with new believers. It's like, yeah, they're going to fall. They're going to mess up mm-hmm. like I do every single day. And it's not about how fast they're being sanctified. It's that they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I think we're certainly seeing that with Kanye. So, Yeah, I think that's good. Um, and I would, I would just echo that. We need to, we need to walk with, with um, hearts ready to forgive and to show mercy and grace and, and ready to love others as Christ has loved us and uh, to, to walk in that. And I think, that's, I think that's the best place for us to start and uh, best place for us to operate uh, and, and to champion new believers from Kanye to your, to your kindergartner. I think, I think us rallying around new believers, celebrating them, and also us not being the church that kills our wounded. Um, when those fall, that we would be faithful as much as we did when they were saved. And they, they, that moment when they gave their hearts to the Lord, when they fall and when they struggle and when, when uh, they make big falls, that we would be faithful to hold them up when they can't hold themselves up and to always yeah. help them uh, pursue the Lord. I, I remember the, the young man, it's a famous video, who was a, an Olympic athlete. He was a great runner. He, he ran and ran and ran. He'd been training his whole life for this race. He'd been training and training and training. And when the time came for the race, he was running. And about um, around the first lap, his, his hamstring just popped. And he could no longer run. And he had been training and training. But that one thing would have ended his race. 
but what happened is it's incredible. His daddy comes running out of the stands and goes past security and puts his arm around his son and, and helps his son walk into limping, but helps him finish the race. And uh, I think that's a beautiful example of what we are as believers, is that um, when one of us falls, when one of us gets hurt, with, when one of us makes a mistake, that instead of pushing them down and running over them, we link arms with them and we walk beside them and we get them back on track. Um, yeah, and we who are good. spiritual help restore. And so I think we can do that. We can be hope, hopefully and, and cautiously optimistic when it comes to new believers, and we can be faithful to help struggling believers as well. And I think if we do that, we look a lot more like Jesus than we do um, if we look like the media. And so I think those are good things, and, and uh, I think that helps us look more like Jesus, which is the goal. And so um, here's the deal. We're, we're grateful for you guys. We're grateful for the listeners that we have here on the Here's the Deal podcast. And, and we're trying to figure out schedules with living in two different states and trying to, uh, with me, with having three kids and, and Luke with full life and doing the village stuff and, and the institute, we want to do more consistently uh, with with uh, making more episodes and producing content. So just hang in there with us as we get this figured out. And uh, and we, we love you guys. We are thankful for your listening and for your content constant feedback and that this has been a ministry for many of you and uh, it's been something that when you're at the gym or when you're driving that you you can listen to and hopefully it brings some encouragement and some clarity uh, and and so that we can always have redemptive lenses and that we can always have a mindset that's focused on the Lord and how to live better and to, to love better like Jesus and so we're grateful for you guys Keep up to date with us on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook, and and feel free to contact the show if you've got questions, if we've covered something, or maybe we haven't covered something, but you'd be interested in us talking about it here on the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us any way that you would like, and uh, we hope that you guys will join us next time on the Here's the Deal podcast.